Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Fried, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Monday through Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's how it all works. You tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears. They tell a friend, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears, and you keep it going down the line. Keep yourself telling your friends or two. Do it now. Feather my balls. Why don't you? So listen, all you got to do, tell a friend, make it your Instagram story. Love when you do that. We're going to get right into the show. One announcement, two announcements. I'm in Connecticut Saturday night. I'm doing a show. At a vineyard. If you're in Connecticut, come. I think you can get tickets in the link in my bot. It'll be in my stories. But if you're anywhere across this great globe of ours, I am doing a virtual happy hour. Sunday night. We change the night. We're going to try a Sunday show. I got two special guests. I got an audience member coming on doing a dating app makeover. I've got rants. I've got games. We're going to do audience questions at the end. Get your tickets now. Limited space. Link is in the description of this show, both on YouTube and on the podcast app. Go to the description. Get those tickets Right now, get the group chat involved Sunday night. I got a signature cocktail. I got all this fun stuff planned. Again, it's like a talk show. You watch it from the comfort of your own bedroom in your jam jams. No one's going to get upset with you if you don't do your hair or you don't get showered up. You watch at home and you let Papa JT, the Wizard of Haas, do his little dance and you guys get all the laughs. You're welkies. So go get those tickets now, Sunday night. We're doing it. I always say this, the episode that I tape before I do a Beach by Noon happy hour or Beach by Happy Hour, whatever we're calling this shit. If you want to come Sunday night and you're feeling the pinch of uh, the economy right now and you can't afford a ticket, send me a DM. Just say, Jared, I need a ticket and I'll send you a code. This is for people that are going through a tough time. Hey, and to be honest with you, I'm one of those people. I had shows canceled. I have a part of my income taken away. So if you're out there, I feel you. Just say, hit me with the code, and I'll hit you with it. But if you have the ability to spend the $10, go do that too. I'd appreciate that also. But the option is there for anyone going through a tough time. Let's do some emails. Straight up, I open the email, the, 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 I open the account, and there's like legitimately in the last day, I've received like 50 emails. That's insane. I don't know why you think I can help you, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. JTrainPodcast.gmail.com. We're going to do as many as I can. Then I'll do a charcuterie chat at the end because people are now sending them in. The, the call to action has been answered. 
I've been dating a guy on and off for the last year and a half. I'm 23, he's 24. We broke up, got back together twice, once last summer for about a month because we were moving to different cities for work four hours apart, and again in the fall from October to January because things weren't working out long distance. He broke up with me both of these times and also initiated getting back together both times. Things were going well. He came to visit me a couple times before quarantine. During most of quarantine, we would talk on the phone pretty much every day, had FaceTime dates, called each other, boyfriend, girlfriend, said I love you, etc. A few weeks ago, he disappeared. Wouldn't text, call, return any messages for three days. And when he finally called me back, I asked him why he disappeared. He was vague and replied he was busy and was tired. I told him that if he needs to take a day or two just to be by himself, that's fine. But he has to take three seconds to text me and let me know because it makes me feel anxious when he disappears out of the blue. He said it wouldn't happen again. He did the same thing last weekend. Total silence for four days and I got mad. I texted him that I was upset and I wanted to talk about it on the phone. He texted back, well, I can't deal with you crying tonight. Sorry if that makes you upset. Ooh. And then tried to pass it off as a joke. Didn't seem like a joke to me. Me neither. Uh, I asked him to just call me in the morning and he didn't get in touch at all until 11 p.m. the next day. I broke up with him because I felt like he wasn't making me a priority and didn't take my feelings seriously. He told me I was acting selfish and overreacting. He has been texting me things like, I love you, you're my best friend, don't want to lose you, and also things like, you deserve better, I feel like a failure, can't do anything right. I told him I'd be open to talking about it sometime next week because I felt bad. Did I make a mistake by breaking up with him? I'm confused by his reaction because he was acting like he won't even... Like he even wanted to be, he wasn't acting like he even wanted to be in a relationship. He never seemed to have this much time to text when we were together. He has been mostly good to me and I love being around him and talking to him. He's also, he's a lot of fun and makes me laugh a lot. But this relationship also sets off my anxiety because he is pretty emotionally volatile. I have trouble trusting he's going to stick around and I don't feel like he's making me or my feelings a priority. Was I being ridiculous for asking my boyfriend to get in touch with me in some way every day? I was, was I being self? Uh, breaking up with him should I get back together with him also do you think I just uh, block him if he keeps texting and calling uh, okay so I think to me it sounds like two people that are trying towards to get to two different goals you are trying your very best in a time of you know being separated and 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 whatever you're trying to communicate I, I think when you say, like, should I be in touch? My boyfriend should be in touch with me in some way and every day. That's not what it's about. It's about a feeling. It's about a vibe. You feel that this person isn't trying to grow with you. I agree with you. The way you wrote this email, it feels like one person that's trying to grow the relationship and one person that's trying to keep it in one spot of, of where you guys are. And, and again, that's because you wrote in your email, you're like, oh, I have fun with them. We have a good time together, but then I feel anxious. You feel anxious because every time you try to take this to the next level or every time you try to get to know him more, he shuts off and disappears. That's a problem. He only wants to be so much. So anytime it gets to the point where it's like you got to be a little bit more, disappears, shuts off and says, what's your problem? I'm just being me. No, you are resisting growing with me and I think this is two people that will never really find a way to me I think it's okay to end something if someone's not fulfilling you I think it's okay to end something if you're like ah this thing is making me feel more anxious than it is be having fun but when that happens you have to be direct don't just block hey you know I'm thinking about this and and I think it's you have to put the emotions aside I'm thinking about this a lot 
I want to be able to grow as someone. It feels like I'm leaving you behind. And every time I leave you behind, it feels like I'm dragging you to the next level. I think it's time for me to find someone that will be on the same page as me. This feels like you just text me when you feel lonely. Got to move on. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Is good sex worth it? Feather Feather, long-time listener who rated, reviewed, and subscribed on everything. Appreciate all the quarantine content. My question is, is good sex really worth the hassle? I had the best sex ever uh, in my life a few weeks ago, but I cannot stand the guy. He talks too much about politics and constantly is comparing to me his past girlfriends, but he is the best lay ever. I have never gotten off so much in one fuck. (laughs) I've never had so many orgasms in one fuck. Uh, So do I continue to see him because of the sex or do I cut it off and let it be a memory? I think you can do whatever you'd like, obviously, but you're writing into me to see what my opinion is. I don't think good sex is worth staying in a bad relationship. I do think good sex is worth having as an option. You don't have to. I mean, it doesn't sound like you guys are together. I think you can say to him, hey, man. Um, as far as dating is concerned, um, the ship is sailed for me. Like, I don't think we're the match. I do enjoy the way you fuck me. And I think if you can separate the sex from the emotional aspect, which not everyone can. That's okay if you can't. But you, if you can say to yourself, hey, I'd like to re- – you know, you can reach out to him in the dead of night like, hey, I'm ready for that fucking train you're about to run on me. Right? Someone over there just said, ew. I I agree. That's a little harsh. I'm just saying, I think good sex is okay to keep if it's not distracting you from finding a good partner. That's my thought. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Summer flings at casual. I'm working my third summer at a beach restaurant where hooking up with your coworkers is almost inevitable due to how much time you spend together and the shit you endure via asshole customers. Ah, oh, these customers are awful. Let's fuck. <laughs> I've been single for a while and I flirt with everyone while on the job. I can't help it. And there was one guy in particular I flirted with last summer a lot. He was a lot younger, so I never pursued it. Then New Year's rolled, New Year's rolled around and we ended up hooking up after he vented to me about his ex. And I jokingly said he could make me feel ma- that I could make him feel better and follow through. LOL. Whoa, look at you. Oh, my ex is really being a pain. I can make you feel better. Like that feels like it's out of like a, a movie. When quarantine hit, I came back, uh, came down to the shore and we played phone tag a bit, trying to hang out. It never worked out, which was fine because we knew we'd be working together this summer. Now we've been working together and I think the drought of quarantine is hitting me because I want to casually hook up with him so badly. One night after work, I had been drinking and I pulled him aside and asked him how he would feel about us hanging out, hooking up. And he said something along the lines of, yeah, let's hang out. And if we ever, and if we're ever at a party, definitely. <laughs> Pretty vague, uh, but understandable. It's not vague. It's actually very specific. I will hook up with you at my convenience is what he's saying. I will hook up with you while I also look to hook up with other people. That's what that sentence says to me. Yeah, let's hang out. And if we're ever to party, definitely. Yeah, if we're ever in the same room and we can just sneak off, fuck yeah. That's what he's saying. And this is you and him need to figure out what casual means to both of you. 
Because she writes pretty vague, but understandable. I think I know the problem here and what you'd say. He wants to keep me warm on the back burner just in case and stay in vague land. And I want to define whatever this is and know what to expect. And that's not really what casual is. My turn, my eternal problem. Yeah, you just nailed it. He's five years younger than me. So I don't really know how to proceed here without it becoming creepy or weird, especially since I'm the girl and I'm not supposed to come on too strong. I don't think that's true. I don't think you have to live by that. Um, I don't know how old you are. I'm assuming everyone's, you know, the, the correct ages here as far as appropriateness. Do you have any advice on how to proceed here? If I want to keep it casual in possible ways, I could leave him wanting more without explicitly saying it like I have in the past. I, I think you have to treat it like you're a pilot of a plane. A pilot of a plane doesn't get on the intercom and go, hey, uh, I don't know where we're going to go. Any suggestions? No, he goes, we're flying over the Grand Canyon. You're going to look over your left. You're going to see this. You're going to look over your right. You're going to see this. And then we're going to land in New York City. That's what he says. We're landing at LaGuardia at this time. So I think for you, I think you have to say, um, I'm going to, I think you have to realize that this guy is looking for casual, first of all. Then you have to say, hey, I'm going to be out here tonight. I think you... The, the, the problem with casual is it can make you feel, and the way he says that, it makes you feel like leftovers. It makes you feel like you want just a little – I can feel from your email. You just want enough effort from him that it doesn't feel like a cheap thing. So I would say to you, you let him know, I will be out at this bar tonight. Come meet up. That's as much as you should have to do. He knows that, and he knows what the deal is. And then if he doesn't pull through on that – Maybe a couple weeks later you go, I still want that D. Okay, I'll be at this. And you just do it again. And it's going to work out. But I, I think, like, in this situation, um, you have to be okay with knowing that he's never going to plan the casual with you. And if you can't handle that, you got to walk away from it. Find someone else to do that with. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Hi, Jared. Thanks for all the content getting me through this quarantine. About a month ago, I injured myself working out and went to a new doctor recommended by a mutual friend. Over the last month, I saw him as a... What? Oh, I, over the last month, I saw him as a patient four times. We followed each other on IG, and he reacted to some of my stories and liked a bikini picture from a year ago. Doctor is hot for patient. More recently, we chatted a couple times via text and IG, not injury-related. We had a flirty banter, and it seems like he was interested. I am now pain-free and don't go back to his office. However, when I left last appointment, he mentioned coming in less regularly as needed. When I left the last appointment, he mentioned coming in less regularly as needed. This past weekend, we were chatting, and he said, can't wait until blank opens up more. Maybe blank can coordinate something fun this summer. Or you can just tweak your neck and come say hi one day. Oh, he's flirting. See the below screenshots for full conversation that ensued, but I basically realized he was trying to alley-oop me. Now, the hookup alley-oop is... So, she sent... Oh. Okay, so she sent a message. I'm going to read it on the air. The hookup alley-oop is when you're in a relationship... And you start flirting with someone for when you end that relationship so that you have them when, you get, when you're single. So you're like prepping someone for when 
the bat the the current relationship ends. So she says that she is being alley ooped. My question is is if if this other situation ends, he asked me on a date, should I go and can I trust him? His last major, his message made it sound like things might end soon. So here's a message she sent. Same, the patios have been nice and feel more normal. And yeah, that would be fun if you want to see me. I think there are easier ways than me injuring myself. He writes, well, here's the thing. You're super attractive. And from our minimal interaction, I was definitely interested. I just happened to go I just happened to go on a couple dates with someone else a few weeks before I met you. And I try to be very transparent and respectful to everyone. So I wish I could ask you out, but I don't think that's appropriate. See, this is a little different than the hook epi alley because it seems like he's just been dating someone else and they're farther along. I think at this point you say, no problem. If you know, the one thing he writes is that I like to be transparent. So that's good. So take him at his word. So you write, no problem. Let me know if that ever changes. And that's it. And, and, and then because right now when he continues to flirt after this has been kind of like laid out there, now you have to be at a point where you go, Hey, man, uh, I, I think there might be a point. If he keeps reacting to your stuff, I think you have to, like, kind of ignore when he reacts to your stuff. If it gets, like, over and over again, you say, hey, man, um, I tried to go on a date with you, and it feels like you're flirting with me, and I'm going to have to unfollow you if, 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 because right now you, you said you were seeing someone else. And, and I think the idea of, like, trusting him, yeah, you can trust him, but I think the games he's playing right now – if he, if they keep going after that message is very clear. Hey, I'm getting a little more serious with someone else. Um, if he keeps sending flirty emojis and saying things like, I hope you get hurt so you can come to my office. That is him being somewhat manipulative and somewhat letting you know that like, and if you pursue me, I'll hook up. Like he, he's putting the ball in your court to make it so you can say, well, don't worry. Like in his, dream scenario as crazy as the sound you'll go well i don't care who you're saying come over tonight and it's like that's kind of what he's still stirring around for j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com holier than thou bumble response love the pod first heard you on girls gotta eat two years ago and have been a huge fan ever since always a mama bear is amazing can't wait to see you live thank you i have an album you want to listen to my album it's in the description of this podcast not looking for advice but wanted to share this absurd and holier than thou response i got from a guy after my first message yesterday backstory saw hot guy and bumbled could tell from his photos he was a pensive thoughtful type okay that's a lot to take away not generally the type i go for but i uh, but he didn't have a bio so i thought maybe he'd surprise me swiped right went about my day later i saw that he liked me back and we matched when i looked at his profile again i saw he added a bio Something along the lines of I don't like people who think confidence is some sunshine feeling when it's not. So I decided to ask him about it. Ugh, I mean, that bio is brutal. See screenshot of my message and his response. I imagined him after, uh, him after me in the group chat had a laugh about this because who needs the intense critical energy in their life? Hope you and your amazing guests have a good laugh. Well, so let's read it. Do you have a so she wrote, do you view people who think confidence as a sunshine feeling as flighty or wistful? Or why don't you typically get along with them? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck his bio means. I don't like people who think confidence is some sunshine feeling when it's not. Yeah, I don't even get that. Do you feel do you feel people do you view people who think confidence is a sunshine feeling as flighty or wistful? 
or why do you typically get along with them? And then he wrote, them that I refer to are people who have learned a lot from social media about how to be happy and to make their own happiness a priority. I'm entirely disinterested in people who believe they are the most important being. I hope that you aren't the kind of person who thinks that everyone who you've met but uh, thinks everyone you've met but is not currently part of your life is toxic. I have no more patience for people who fall fail to understand that every damn thing we go through in life makes us who we are, better or worse. Yeah, that's a crazy response. To me, it's him, like, actually what I think he's doing is letting you know that, like, if we hook up, don't be mad at me. We're all better for having hooked up. If we hook up and I disappear, don't make me out to be the ghoster because we're all better off for experiences that we've had. Like, it seems like a more poetic version of saying... I'm here to fuck. Don't get caught up on the little things. That's a weird one. Already too late. So here's the deal. Pre-pandemic, I traveled all the time for work. This past October, I was in Montana and forgot to lock my location to Ohio on a dating app this one time. In the three hours in Bozeman, a guy liked me. We ended up talking and I thought I'd be back there for a contract, so I let, the, uh, let it continue. Because of life and coronavirus, I was told I wouldn't be going back to Montana for work. This guy and I continued to talk all of the pandemic. He tried to talk me into visiting Montana where the pandemic is not a thing, quote unquote. But he would text all the time, snap me constantly, and even tried calling. Who calls someone? No warning. He would check in, see how I'm doing, and send me pictures of cool things he was doing. I finally answered the phone four weeks ago, and we talked for four hours. We talked on FaceTime most days since then. Long story short, I'm in the car to meet him in the middle of... In, a, in the middle, a lake time in Iowa. Okay, I'm nervous as hell. Not because he will murder me. We've exchanged personal info, driver's license, etc. Because I'm worried he will be disappointed when he sees me naked. I definitely not a, I'm definitely not bikini or even uh, mom-style high-waisted ready. Let's be honest. No one sends an unflattering nude pic. Am I being insane? You're not being insane. I totally understand this. My guy friend says, no guy cares about the cellulite or little belly. It's way too late to worry about this as I'm 10 hours out of a six-day uh, trip. Uh, interested to hear your take. Am I the catfish? No, listen. The, I understand your insecurities. I have them. Most people have them. Um, here's the reality. He is into you. He's been talking to you. He's been sending you emails. I hope this is safe. I understand you're meeting someone that you've never really met before. I understand the anxiety. But... Let's give people as much credit as we would give ourselves. You've looked at his pictures. You know what he looks like. You're pretty much set up for what he looks like. You're going because you're attracted to him. You're going because you're interested in him. Let's assume the same thing is coming from the other side. No, no two people are that different. So this guy is into you. I, it would be actually insane if you showed up and he was like, what? And then just got in the car and drove away. Like, that's not going to happen. You guys are going to have a fun time. It's going to be enjoyable. Be safe. And you look great. I'll tell you right now. You look fantastic. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsored, people. Every week we're sponsored. Yeah, the, every week. Every week. Feature socks. $10 off your first pair at features.com. Use code J Train. Magic Spoon. 
The cocoa is delicious. Magicspoon.com slash JTrain for free shipping, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Quip, the toothbrush company, great company. Go to getquip.com slash JTrain to get your first refill free. Roman, get treatment for ED, hair loss, and more right from your home. Free online visit and free shipping. Go to getroman.com slash JTrain. All of those are in the description of the episode. Go use them if they can help you. Let's do some charcuterie chat. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's charcuterie chat is a user-generated charcuterie chat. Jared, I made this charcuterie for a Christmas decorating date night with my boyfriend. It was just the two of us, and we had this with this with wine, but no dinner. And yes, there were leftovers. Smiley face, crying so hard. I'm laughing so hard, I'm crying emoji. Let's take a look. Okay, it's got the olives, it's got some jam, it's got some... I like the bread with the the garlic spread. Um, no dinner? Are you out of your mind? This is my problem. This charcuterie... You're, you're, you're relying on the fact that there were leftovers for why it was enough to eat. It was not enough to eat. This was not enough for t- two people. This is an appetizer. If I'm going over, by the end of the night, this guy was like, I, I thought there was going to be more food. And, and, and I'm not saying that this is a bad, this is a fine date night board. But you're missing, like, I would want a hot meal after this. This wouldn't be enough. I'm going to home hungry, or I'm going to bed at your place hungry, wake up in the morning going, I got to get out of here, and then eating like a fucking animal the next day. That's This is setting me up for more problems than good. And while it's fine, and while you have you know the makings of a fine date night board, the date night at your house for a decorating party, you're stuck there. There's not even an opportunity to be like, and, and what's he supposed to say? So what are we ordering? No, he's not going to say that's rude. You set it up with a board that, and and also why are there leftovers? I can tell you what was left over. The strawberries were left over. The 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 cucumber was left over. Those little those those cut pieces of uh, pepper were left over. The jam was left over. Those pickles and the little cylinder were left over. Some of the olives were left over. All the other stuff that could like be an actual meal were eaten because the guy was like. Fuck, I gotta make a meal out of this when there's no meal to be had. That's today's charcuterie chat. You could send yours into jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Come to the beach by happy hour this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday.